It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This episode of The Slipcast brought to you by the Ozone and the Ozone Radio network jared put that beer down and get your ass on over to the ozone.net i can do both okay be sure to check out the other great podcasters at the ozone.net such as the sons of smiths the silver bullets and the buckeye weekly again this and much much more at the ozone.net this episode of the Sloopcast also brought to you by our new friends, our new friends over at the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company, uh, they are an Ohio-based company, and they like to say that our seasonings will take your barbecue from good to great. The Mad Canadian Barbecue Company, we've got your butts covered. Let's talk a little bit about the Cajun, Kyle. Uh, a wonderful southern flavor with a hint of a kick. Put it on all your meats to get that great southern taste right from your own grill, or... You could go with the Mad Canadians A Jerk, a taste of the islands now in an eight ounce bottle. Treat your chicken or fish to a little hint of Caribbean with this rub because it's always island time when you put the jerk on your food. Once again, the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company, the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company, we've got your butts covered. barbecue back here you're all invited welcome to the sloopcast how are you doing today kyle tired <laughs> where in the world is carmen kyle try that again kyle there. san diego no not san diego san antonio <laughs> it's, uh, you know what never mind Moving forward, <laughs> Kyle, once again, joining us from the road. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, though, so we will not mess around with nonsense. Uh, Kyle, let's jump straight into Deciphering Day from the Ryan Day press conference. Uh, Ryan Day sees the same defense in Northwestern that they played in the Big Ten Championship game last year. He says not much has changed there. 
Come on, Ryan. This is well, rule number one here. Defense isn't bad. It's not as good as it was a year ago, though. From is what we saw, the fault of the offense for not it, for keeping the defense on the field too long. It could be. Yeah, it it really could be. Okay. Anytime Ryan Day says, anytime you see a team like Georgia lose at home, it gets your attention. They don't spend a lot of time talking about it, but it's out there. If you don't follow through with the plan to win, you can lose. I imagine every major program uh, not only pointed and laughed at Georgia, but also pointed and said, that could be you if you don't dot your I's, cross your T's. Uh, Ryan Day also talks about how how they stopped giving up big plays. Um, says everybody understands where they belong on the field. There are fewer guys alone on an island, which helps. Which is what we saw like last year, and yep. what pissed off so many Buckeye fans. Like all seven guys just on the line, and then you're playing man to man on the ends there, and you're leaving just the middle wide open and you're putting your linebackers uh, on an Island too, to cover like the big tight ends, the athletic running backs, which just bit Ohio state so much last year. And we're seeing this year able to get a lot more pressure with the defensive line. Now that the defensive line knock on wood is healthy. Um, don't really need the extra pressure from the linebackers, linebackers and everybody else can play more of a zone and, we're seeing the big difference right now. Ohio State lighting up 230 yards a game on defense, which is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, yes. Yes to <laughs> what Ryan Day said. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think you took care of that one all by yourself. Uh, Josh, My- he says that Josh Myers has communicated really well. The inside guys are new and they have handled things well so far. The tale has yet to be written, but obviously a good start. Offense, I think that's where we've, I think that's where you and I are with the offensive line as well. Yes. Long, long way to go in the season, but so far so good. Dare I say ahead of schedule. About Northwestern's defense, he says that their defense kind of pops out at you. It's hard to find a yard on them. They held Wisconsin to under 300 yards. It's a defense that's been around a long time. Uh, Patty Fisher keeps everything going at linebacker, but it all goes back to Pat Fitzgerald. He's a thorough coach. And, th- and that's true with Pat, with yeah. um, with Coach Fitzgerald. For what he's given or is able yes. to get at Northwestern, yes. he, does, he does a pretty solid job. He does a really solid job. I, yeah, they're they're made for each other. Uh, he uh, another thing here from Ryan Day. Uh, he talks about Justin Fields and how they've given him the entire offense and they don't hold anything back. Uh, they didn't know if he'd be able to handle it, and he still has stuff to work on. Ryan Day is getting really, really good at the everything's great, everything's great, but not everything's great pattern of talking. Everyone's communicating well. Everyone's playing really well, but the story's yet to be told. Quarterback's doing great. We're not holding back with him. There's stuff you can clean up on. It's like the compliment sandwich, but it's more of an open face sandwich, I suppose. As long as, long as one he just compliment, did... one compliment, one. There's stuff to work on. 
as long as he doesn't say every year, oh, this this is the best group of guys I've ever been around with. I didn't include it with the. Uh, I didn't include it in our our block of 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 talking points here, but I know he did say something along the lines of how he loved the chemistry and the bond with the, between the players in the locker room, but he did say that they were lacking in leadership. So once again, compliment, compliment, something we can work on. <laughs> uh, he says that they will not be looking ahead to Wisconsin uh, because they can lose everything if they don't keep their mind where it belongs. They watch Wisconsin on television this weekend. And once again, with the Georgia thing, don't get caught looking forward. Especially on a Friday, especially with a road trip to the Big Ten West. Don't get caught looking forward. All right, talking about uh, some depth chart here. Um, talks about Demario McCall, which we haven't seen too much because we thought he originally was going to be the backup um, running back, but with some injuries early on kind of took him out of that. Um, he talks about him saying that, he, that McCall will continue to get return opportunities and needs to make the most of those opportunities. Jalen Gill is working to get into the depth chart. Going back to McCall um, and the injury saying that he had an injury come up in pregame against uh, Michigan state, but he should be available this week, which that kind of, I guess that makes sense why we didn't really see him there. Cause some people on why Twitter we were asking about weeks it. prior. Well, especially on the on the return too. Like we didn't see him on the return. We're like, oh, where where's McCall at? Yeah. But. Uh, Day says he has no preference on what days to play the games because that's not something he can control, so he doesn't worry about it. A little bit of stoicism from Ryan Day. Yeah, but outside you know of my control, I don't deal with it. But you know what, Jared? Yeah. Fridays belong to high school. I we have an ask Sloopcast on that. We can we can talk about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, he says that the freshman class is adding depth. Uh, that they've gotten a lot of reps, guys like Garrett Wilson and Zach Harrison. The concern would be if they were getting a lot of reps but not building depth. All right, Kyle, are you ready for the Sloop picks? Oh boy, we better we better nail it this week, Jared. This is a tough week. Whew. This is going to be a tough week. Let's get into the Sloop picks. All right, Slupix. Uh Kyle talked a little bit about this at the end of the Monday episode. Uh, we're back to slim pickings, guys. This is this is not this is not a uh, stellar weekend of football. I basically, when I went to pick the seven games, I was basically stuck to a point in which I ended up just saying, "Well, pick Oklahoma." pick Clemson, pick Alabama, just get the big names in here because there weren't matchups to pick from. There's only two top 25 matchups this weekend and we're covering both of them. (laughs) So let's, let's, let's get into it then. All right, Kyle, first up, we have Clemson going to Louisville. Uh, This game, like all of our games, except for the one we'll do last, will be played on Saturday. Uh, it is a nooner. It is between a pair of ACC foes. Clemson going to Louisville. Louisville favored by 23 and a half. 
23 and a half by for the high scoring Louisville. Kyle, do you have are you are you leaning any certain way on this one? Oh, uh, well, first off, this will be on ABC. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just double checking on my picks here and I don't I think Louisville can move the ball. I know I know they haven't looked well in previous games. I don't know. I I know Clemson scored a lot against a very terrible Florida State game team last week. But I, I but I feel like Louisville can can score some points here. I, I really feel like they can score points and that twenty three and a half is just just too much for my blood. Too much for me. I'm I'm gonna take Louisville to cover. I agree with you, Kyle. I also have Louisville. I think this game ends up being not close by any means. I don't think Louisville challenges for a win. I think Louisville has enough of a high-powered offense to stay close-ish and then score a meaningless touchdown that that gets them the cover, mm-hmm. I think is essentially what happens here. Yep. Next up, we got the Mountaineers of West Virginia heading on over to Oklahoma. Homa. Um, oh, wait, Kyle, Kyle, we forgot about our guest picker. Oh, we did. Yes, yes. Let's backtrack here. Logan Dunlevy. Dunlevy. Oh, he told me how to pronounce this one. Oh, Jared. He is Dunlevy. Cur- he is currently tied for first. Tied for first. Pick-ems. All right. Uh, I think it's Dunlevy. I'm going to go Dunlevy. Logan. Hey, Logan. How you doing? Uh, he says... <laughs> Clemson versus Louisville. He says, I'm taking Louisville on this one. I think that that's, that's good news for us. He's obviously better <laughs> picking these games. The fact that he's in agreement with us, obviously a good thing. Yeah. I think Clemson wins, but with the way they've played all year, I wouldn't pick them to pick up three touchdowns to anyone right now. Next up, we got the Mountaineers of West Virginia going to Oklahoma nooner on Fox. And I'm not sure if this is, is the Gus. It is the Gus Johnson special. It's the big nude special. All right. It is the Gus Johnson special then. I assume that it, you know what? Let's assume that it is. <laughs> Let's assume it is. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma is a 33 and a half point favorite. 33 and a half. Kyle, it's your turn to pick first. Is I it? picked first. Did you? I picked first. Okay, it's my turn to pick first. 33 and a half. That's a lot. That's a lot of points, especially in conference. We're not playing a Mac school or a Sunbelt school. We're going in conference and a 33 and a half. That's a lot of points. Give me Oklahoma. <laughs> West Virginia's terrible this year. Yeah, but 33 and a half is too much. I got, Do we actually I, disagree? I got West Virginia. Woo! I got West Virginia here. I'm just happy we disagree. 33 and a half is too much for me. I do like Oklahoma. I think I think Oklahoma is better than they were last year overall. And I think a lot of it is their defense is playing better. But nah, 33 and a half is just too much. Too Again, too much for my blood on this one. All right. Logan says, Oklahoma's D is looking a lot better than they have. But let's be honest, the best D in the Big 12 isn't much to brag about. He has points, and he's making them. So I think Oklahoma will put up enough points to win this game, but I think 
West Virginia keeps it closer than 33 and a half. Give me the Mountaineers. He sides with you on that one, Kyle. Woohoo. I'm on the right track then. (laughs) (laughs) We're just assuming Logan's right about everything. Sure. Because statistically speaking, it's more likely than you and I being right. Oh, this year's terrible. All right. Um, Next up here, we go down to SEC country, or as Jared like to say, the SIC. That's that's what you say. That's what you say. Uh, I call it the Dixie. Yes, the Dixie. Um, we got the fighting Joe Burrows. Yes. Taking on the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. I'm really glad you finished that sentence because so many Bulldogs. <laughs> and Tigers. And Tigers. LSU is a 19 and a half point favorite. This is will be played at 3.30 p.m. on CBS. It is my turn and you should never... This year, never go against the fighting Joe Burrows. Give me the Tigers to cover. Yeah. Uh, also, give me default SEC mascot name A over default mascot SEC <laughs> team B. Yes. Uh, don't bet against Joey Burrow. He's going to, I mean, 19 points. He wakes up and trips out of bed and scores three touchdowns. Mississippi mm-hmm. State, just like their in-state counterpart Ole Miss is garbage this year. I the 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 19 and a half number feels low to me to the point where I'm paranoid that I'm picking it wrong because it feels like a trap. <laughs> Let's see. Logan says Joe Burrow is counting what I believe he means continuing. Uh what Zeke started and tearing his way through the heart of the South one stop at a time. Give me LSU. I like that thought. Yeah. Well, j- just be fair. Sherman started it. Let's head out west to the Pac-12. This is not a Pac-12 a- after dark game. This is this pre- pretty much a Pac-12 morning game. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. It's a 3.30 kickoff. So, yeah. yeah I mean, no. afternoon. Early afternoon. Yeah, whatever. It's a lunchtime. Uh, time game. zones. Uh, <laughs> Aren't time zones fun? No. 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 Oregon heading on over to Washington. Probably the two best teams in that conference, maybe? Yes. Yes. Um, I I mean, the conversation includes Utah, but I'm going to say yes. Okay. Um, 3.30 kickoff on ABC. Arizona State looks good this year. The Ducks. Yeah, sorry are a two and a half point favorite. It is your turn to pick Jared. Uh, let me get my coin out. Give me Washington. All right. Jared got Washington and I got the ducks. Yeah. I have the, I have the ducks. I just think their offense. I just like their offense a lot better, um, to take control of this game. Uh, let's see. Logan says, I'll be honest. I haven't watched much pack 12 other than a few Utah games because I know one of the wide receivers dad. That being said, I've actually seen Oregon then, and I wasn't impressed. I'll take Washington. Ooh. All right. Our next game, a Kirk Herbstreit special. This is, uh, the seven thirty kickoff on ABC featuring, the Ohio State rival Michigan Wolverines and the wannabe rivals 
of Penn State. Uh, Penn State is a seven and a half point favorite. My turn? I believe it is my turn, Jared. Okay. And seven and a half points. This game, I feel, will be very similar to how it was with Northwestern and Wisconsin or or even Michigan Iowa game it's going to be it's going to be hard moving the ball very few yards very few first yards um in a tight game I'll I'll take Michigan to cover it is it is a it is a wide out it is a wide out but I'll take really? Michigan to cover yes. listen if this game was being played in the big house during I don't know a night or a noon or I don't care and Penn State was favored by seven and a half, I'd take it. Now, let's move that game to central Pennsylvania. Let's make that game at night, and let's make the entire crowd wear white. I Uh think that's the most intimidating atmosphere when they do the whiteout. I think that's the most intimidating atmosphere in all of college sports. Hey, Jared. So, seven and a half, plus a superior Penn State team... Plus a whiteout at night? Hell, yes. Give me Penn State. Hey, hey, Jared. Yeah. How how well do you think Penn State does during their whiteout games? Listen, that whatever your statistic you're about to give me is skewed. Because they always, pull, well, every other year they play Ohio State. I, I don't care. That's their choice. <laughs> but it's still a fact. So whatever you're about to say to me, that during whiteout games, they only win it 40% of the time, that's still pretty good considering half of those games are against the superior Ohio State opponent. They are 7-8 and eight in whiteout games. That's pretty damn good considering half of those games are against Ohio State. Huh, this is interesting because I'm, I'm looking at all the games that they did since they started this in 2004. 2004. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Ohio State, they played them one, two, three, four, five times. Okay. What do you think the record is? Penn um, State's record against Ohio State. One and four. Two and three. Two and three. They and always do it with their, what they're perceiving as their biggest opponent. So if they're at 500, especially considering, Kyle... How bad they were for so many years. And they are three and two against Michigan. I don't don't know what you're trying to say to me right now. I'm saying I would take Penn State minus seven and a half on a neutral site or in Michigan Stadium. Is what I'm trying to say to you. Add that atmosphere on top of it. And hell yes, I'm taking Penn State. All right. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Logan says. T-Ton versus Penn, not our rival state. (laughs) Neither Harbaugh nor Franklin do very good against ranked opponents. Fact. But at least Franklin has the whiteout on his side this week. Fact. I wish I could pick them both to lose, but since I can't give, give me the team, I can actually stomach saying the name of, I got Penn State. Next up, Kyle, we have Tennessee traveling to Alabama. Are you ready for this number? This game, by the way, is being played at 9 o'clock 
I assume that's local time. Is it maybe nine actually eight o'clock? It is nine o'clock Eastern. Is it really? Nine o'clock Eastern. That seems silly. What is ESPN doing? I don't it, know. it is on ESPN. Like, what is their next? They have some really odd times here. They're getting so, into like a pissing match with Fox and everyone. Else so right now. they have a noon game. Then they don't play until six o'clock. They don't have any games until Kyle, focus. Sorry. <laughs> I, li- I like it. It intrigues me. But yeah, nine o'clock. Tennessee is going to Alabama. This game is being kicked off at 9 p.m. Alabama, it's on ESPN, as Kyle said. Alabama is favored by 34 and a half. Is is Alabama playing one of their FCS schools? Kind (laughs) of. That's about as good. I'd take several FCS schools over Tennessee right now. I'm actually surprised Tennessee has two wins. Let me ask you this before we answer this question. When Ohio State plays Rutgers, will Vegas even try to put a number on that or will they just take it off the board? No, I think they actually do. Will they? They have. In the past, but (laughs) man, Ohio State's really, really good this year. Man, I mean, even by Ohio State standards. And man, Rutgers is really, really bad this year, even by Rutgers standards. No, I... I think they don't do it like like whenever Alabama has their yearly thing with the Citadel or whoever it is. I don't think they do it those. I I I can't I can't uh, persuade myself to to pick Tennessee even minus 34 and a half. I agree. Like I <laughs> yes. Just yes. <laughs> yes. Just give me Alabama. Yes. Uh Logan also lost for words on this. He says, "Come on, really. Give me Alabama." <laughs> All right, Kyle, we have one more game to pick. One more game to pick. Uh, this game is being played in Evanston, Evanston, Illinois, which is the suburb of Chicago. This game is being played on a Friday night. Ugh. This game is being played on the Big Ten Network. It's the kickoffs at 8.30. Jared? Yeah. I think I heard you say Ohio State. I didn't. You didn't? I don't think I did. You said Everston. I did say Evanston. Or however. I don't believe you said what what the Ohio State's favored by, though. Uh, they're favored by 27 and a half. Did you just say 27 and a half? <laughs> it is 27 and a half. Then I believe Jared. <laughs> I believe. This is the worst execution of this we have ever done. You want to try it again, or are we nope. just rolling with Keep it? Keep going. All right. Then it is time, folks, to know your enemy. Know your enemy, the Northwestern Wildcats. Northwestern is one and four this year. Their Woof. one victory coming over UNLV. Woof. They're 0-3 in the Big Ten. Oof. And I got I got even worse news for them as far as being 0-3 in the Big Ten. They don't play Maryland or Rutgers. Yeah, their schedule is <laughs> definitely not easy. They, Yeah, their cross opponents, Michigan State and Ohio State, 
this year. Ugh. Well, and, and Indiana. And Indiana. Yeah. I keep, I keep forgetting Indiana's on it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. They So their, their final games, Iowa, Indiana, Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois, and then they play UMass in the middle of there too. And what is up with that? They play UMass in November? I don't know. I won't get into it. But it, it's definitely not looking good for Northwestern this year. As yeah. as all the ag- expectations they were um, before the season, and even even us like circling this game early this year, like this is this game is going to be going to be frightening. This this game we have it circled on our calendars. It's a, almost like a trap game. It's a night game. the The defense is good. It's it's actually very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, as Ryan Day mentioned, they did hell hold uh, Wisconsin to under 300 yards. Heck, Northwestern had more yards than Wisconsin did. It was 255 to 243 yards. Northwestern was right there, just some um, just costly turnovers that really um, hurt hurt Northwestern, especially um, there at the end. There, no Northwestern play has defensively yeah definitely got a really definitely really got to be really concerned for them and even nebraska last week that they lost to held them to just over 300 yards too turnover uh northwestern's minus in the turnover margin not by a lot um they're minus 0.8 but it's good enough to make them 115th in the nation so turnover percentage not great. No. Uh, actually, if we scroll down through the stats, uh, they're currently negative in their scoring margin. Not ideal. Uh, total offense, they're currently averaging under 300 yards per game, 292.8 to be exact, which puts them at 125th in the nation. Oof. Defense, like I said, not bad, uh, allowing 318 yards a game, good enough for 26th in the nation. But any any time you look at their offensive ratings, it's bad. Very. Um, I, I see. I see some one twenties. I see a one thirty yards per pass attempt, which is I think you know you and I had a conversation a couple weeks ago where we're like Ohio State is number sixty something in passing yards. Is this a problem? And the answer to that's no. Because if, if you actually look at Ohio State's yards per passing attempt, which is a far more accurate measure, they're currently 13th. Every time Ohio State attempts to pass the ball, they average 9.28 yards, which is great. Uh, by comparison, Northwestern on average uh, gets 4.33 yards, which puts them last in the entire country, in the entire FBS. Last. They are second to last in yards per play. Yes. (laughs) This is accurate. Yeah. Um, Northwesterns. So sometimes, you know, we do podcasts and we like to talk about, you know, know your enemy, this and that. And, 
we try and just give you a bunch of information, maybe some information you didn't hear from other places and yada, yada, yada. Sometimes we overcomplicate things in the flow chart, in the big flow chart of college football. Is your team good? We're going to figure out, we're going to flow chart it. First decision in the flow chart. Do you have a decent quarterback? Northwestern fails that immediately. They lose one quarterback to injury, uh, and they've been running with Hunter Johnson for a few weeks. Uh, Then they tried Aiden Smith last week. And as of the recording of this podcast, they've not yet announced, and I don't know if they will, they've not yet announced who the starting quarterback is. And if you've ever, if you're, if you're, a Patreon supporter, if you're a Patreon member uh, of the podcast, sometimes we put our notes out there for people that are in show notes. Sometimes we share them on Patreon. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do. So you can see the notes that Kyle and I work off for the show. Uh, so under the Know Your Enemy section, we highlight players. Uh, for example, uh, running back Drake Anderson. And then in the column next to that, we have some stats. 366 yards off of 74 attempts and three touchdowns, which is an average of 4.9 yards a carry. Useful information when you're doing a podcast. Now, for the quarterback section, I have Hunter Johnson or Adrian Smith. And in the column that has the statistics, I says it doesn't matter. Which one's it going to be? It doesn't matter. They're both terrible. You want to know how terrible, Jared? Real terrible. Both quarterbacks are throwing... Under 50%. Yes. Johnson at 48.3% completion. Smith, 49.2. As a team, they're at 49.38, which ranks them 125th in the nation. We already said that they're last in passing yards per attempt. Passing touchdowns, they're 127th. This is a Really, this is one of the worst passing offenses Ohio State has ever faced ever. I don't even think I'm exaggerating. It, it says a lot, especially especially going up against some teams Ohio State's played in the past, like some some Rutgers teams and Yeah. I I know exactly what I'm 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 not Kyle, I'm not even saying Big Ten. I'm including Mac schools. I'm including the Sun Belt. Well, yeah. Uh, who'd we play a few years back? Alabama, Birmingham, Troy. That's who it was. Played Troy a few years back. I don't care. I We played Navy a few years back. They're a wing T team. They have a better passing offense than the Northwestern team does. Oof. This team can't throw the ball. And if you can't throw the ball in modern college football, you fucked. All right, it really is just that simple. Now, put that up against this defense. You're immediately one-dimensional against this defense. Kyle, this might be the first game all year in which Chase Young doesn't get a sack because I don't even know if Northwestern's going to try and throw the ball. (laughs) They'd be wise not to. The only reason any of us are even kind of scared of Northwestern is because we're gun-shy about playing a night game in the Big Ten West after Purdue and after Iowa. And that's it. That's the only reason we're even 
kind of even a little bit nervous about this game. Just because we've touched the stove before and it was hot. But I just don't think Northwestern's offense is good enough to do anything about it, even if Ohio State shows up half-limped. They have a lot of talent on the defensive side. Let's not, let's not gloss over that. Total defense, 26th in the nation. Uh, opponents, yards per play, 29th in the nation. And this is after playing some... Oh, they played Wisconsin. After playing some good Big Ten teams, truth is they played Wisconsin. Who they had a good game against. Uh, this Opponent passing touchdowns. They're 14th in the nation. They allow less than one passing touchdown a game. I have a feeling that average is going to get tweaked a little bit this game. Kind of like the Sparty's rushing yards per game. Yes, kind of like that. <laughs> Kyle, make make the make the case for Northwestern. Um, how does how does Northwestern win this football game? It's a night game. <laughs> okay. Uh it's it's in their place. Okay. It's not a Saturday, so maybe you can get Ohio State off of their groove a little bit because it's on a Friday. Both teams had a week to prepare. I, was that supposed to be a case for Northwestern? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really, I just really can't say. The only thing I can think of in Ohio State hasn't really shown it this year is just if Ohio State just turns the ball over. That's that's the only thing I, yeah. can, I can see. If Ohio but, State completely shits the bed. And just what I've seen so far this year, I just don't see it, but. All right, let's let's say some nice things about Northwestern. Are you ready? Going down through some stats here. Going down through some stats. Uh, they're better than Ohio State in penalty yards per game. Uh, Ohio State currently giving up 49 penalty yards a game. Uh, Northwestern, 48.6. So, edge Northwestern. Uh, going through some stats, going through some stats, kickoff uh, returns per attempt, kickoff return yards per attempt. Northwestern dominating Ohio State in that category. They're ninth in the nation at 28. Ohio State is 64th in kickoff return yards per attempt. Pathetic. Right, right there in the middle. Pathetic, Kyle. You think this is the edge Northwestern needs to win this football game? Nope. nope. This one is right here. Okay. Ohio, or excuse me, Northwestern is edging out Ohio State in field goal percentage. Uh huh. 75% to 71%. And you rounded up that 71. I did. <laughs> Inter- I inter- inter- interesting one here. I know it favors Ohio State one, though. Opponents win percentage. Yeah. So all those. Haters out there saying, oh, yep. Ohio, State, Ohio State played cupcakes. Ohio State hasn't played anybody. You know what? Ohio State's strength of schedule based on their win percentage. Ohio State's currently fourth yep. right now. In Northwestern, 17th. Yeah. Ohio, Ohio State's winning opponent win percentage is over 63%. And Northwestern is at 53.5%. Let's talk a little bit about their defense. Um, led 
in large part by defensive lineman Joe Gaziano. Uh, 33 tackles, 15 of those solo, uh, leading the team in sacks at three and a half. Travis Willick, Willock, uh, he's a defensive back, leads the team in tackles, 44, and solo tackles at 20, uh, and fumble recoveries at two. Incredibly talented player. Uh, also uh, a leader on the defense. Uh, Ryan Day brought his name up in the press conference. Linebacker Patty Fisher. Absolutely. Uh, 37 tackles, 97 of those solos. Uh, plays a fantastic middle zone in the pass defense. Has, already has an interception this year. Uh, leads the team in pass breakups. Uh, he's a guy who's going to sort of sit in the middle and, and disrupt the passing game as much as he can. I, I might be tired here, Jared, but uh-huh. I, I could have sworn I just heard you say 97 solo tackles. <laughs> For Patty Fisher? Yeah. It's 19. Okay. I don't know what I said. It sounded like you said 97. It could have been me just being tired. I'm also running on little to no sleep. <laughs> I'm only sort of, reco- I mean, if you heard the Monday episode, <laughs> yes, I'm still, I'm still attempting to recover from that. <laughs> um, all right. Kyle, <laughs> one last case for Northwestern. Try and make it. How does Northwestern win this football game? A blizzard happens. Uh, that would help. Okay, so for Northwestern to win this game, what? They would have to hold Ohio State to under 24 points? Yes. And they've only scored more than 24 points once. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, yeah, this is accurate. But to a they power, but to a power five conference, they haven't scored more than fifteen. Also correct, yes. Seven, ten, fifteen, ten. Woof. I I, yeah. <laughs> I I can only just keep saying yes. They have played some. Can I say that they've played some excellent defenses? They've played Michigan State. They've played Wisconsin. Stanford is, is Stanford. Um. <laughs> And then, then there's Nebraska, who's moving forward. <laughs> t- I mean, I mean, you you look at it. That's that's brutal. Sparty, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Ohio State, Iowa, all in a row. That's that's brutal. <laughs> Kyle, we need to do some ask Sloopcast before yes. we get into the Sloopsayers. Uh, since we're still technically in the know your enemy section, Stuart E four US vet has sent us some names to read. If you could help me out, read those numbers while I make this picture bigger for my, for my eyes. All right. You ready? Yes. All right. Number 49, the defensive lineman. I quit. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I am not. I, mm. you want me to give a shot at it? Yes. At a Tomawa, at a, Ad, 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 bawar, 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 ad, bawar. Next name. <laughs> All right. Uh, 53. Iku. Iku. Lota. Iku Lota. All right. All right. 74, 76, and 78. 74. Payne Hebert. <laughs> I think he Nailed just it. liked that name. Nailed it. All right. 76. Ethan. Hey. 
Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah, I like wh- Whitaker. Whitaker. I, okay. I think I'm feel I'm feeling that one. All right, uh, <laughs> seventy eight. Luke. Yes, I got Luke. Yes. Trufunovich. Trifunovich. Trifunovich. I'm gonna go Trifunovich. Eighty one. <sighs> All right, so it's Raymond Bowman. All right, Unfortunately, good job. I skipped part of the name. <laughs> Raymond Chai. Hiya, Bowman. You're on your own. You're on your own here. <laughs> I, I said something. Move forward. <laughs> 88. Bennett Skorinik. Skorinik. Bennett Skorinik. I would go with a Skorinik. Sko. But that's just me. Uh, <laughs> Skorinik. Yeah, right. you're right. Sko- Bennett Skorinik. 89. Preston Bacon. I, he um, just liked the fact that his name was Bacon. I don't, I don't think that one was supposed to be challenging. Nope. nope. But his um, name is Bacon. The one below him. What is SB oh. position? What is the SB? I don't know. S Because they have two. They're, no, they have more. What am SB? That's, uh, a good, that's a good question. What the heck is an SB? Charlie Mangieri. All right, and 91. Sandup, Samdup, Samdup, Miller. His last name is Miller. Normally, it's the last name that's hard. Not in this case. His last name is Miller. Samdup, 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 Samdup. What the heck is SB? I'm still stumped on that, Jared. I don't know. But before we worry about it anymore, first we have to uh, take a quick break to hear from the Mad Canadian Barbecue Company. Uh, They are an Ohio-based company, and they like to say that their seasoning will take your barbecue from good to great. The Mad Canadian Barbecue Company, they've got your butts covered. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about their rub called Smoked. It's a smoky, great taste that was only available in bigger bottles until now. Smoky with a bit of heat, making the perfect addition to your burgers, chicken, steaks, or whatever else you decide to grill. They also have a S they also have their season called the S and P bud. The only brisket rub they use a tasty combination of, of salt and pepper with a few additional spices mixed in. They'll make your taste buds stand up and say, how are you now? If none of that sounds great, they also have the two border. It's a great maple sugar, red pepper flavor. You will love now available in an eight ounce bottle. All of this and more you can find at the mad Canadian barbecue company. Mad Canadian Barbecue, they've got your butts covered. I figured out what SB is, Jared. Awesome. Slotback. A.K.A. Tight End. I feel enriched now. (laughs) Uh, From Tanner Gale, how do we feel about the Friday games? Absolutely against it. I think it's one thing if a Mac school or one of those... Uh, a, a group of five school decides to play them to get a little bit of extra exposure or whatever, but I don't feel like the big name schools should be drawing attention away from high school football. 
I mean, I I enjoy like a um, like a Thursday, yeah, Mac Mac school matchup. I'm cool with that, but but not 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 exactly what you're saying. You have two Big Ten teams going at it Friday. Thursday, you have two Pac-12 teams going at it on Thursday night. I don't know. Thursdays, I'm not against the Thursday game. I don't like infringing in on high school football, especially with marquee names. Again, it would be one thing if it was the Sun Belt or the Mac or whatever. It's especially when you have like the big football states like Florida, like Ohio and Texas, Texas, Pennsylvania. Yes. California. Uh, I guess this wasn't an Ask Sloopcast. Uh, This is from Austin Graham. Uh, he simply is pointing out how big the spreads are in this week's Sloop Picks. Yeah, Austin, slim pickings, man, slim pickings. <laughs> All right, this one is an Ask Sloopcast from Austin Graham. Um, as a whole, how do you feel about college football on Friday nights? We answered that one. Uh, should it be reserved for smaller teams to have a national stage? We're in agreement so far, Austin. Yes. How does it interfere with high school football and maybe recruiting for some programs? Well, to be fair, and I think I did see uh, this talked about earlier, earlier this week, or maybe it was the weekend, but especially for Ohio schools, they've known about this for a while. So some schools kind of are going around it too. Uh, Mainly the bigger, mainly the big, big time schools, they kind of, um, um, either playing it earlier or they're playing it later. I forget which one it is, but they they there are some that it's kind of uh, they adjusted their their time slot, so to say, to play their game. But for other schools to kind of complain about it, saying, "Oh, Ohio State shouldn't be playing at this time because we're not going to get the attention that high school football should get on Friday." And for a lot of schools, that attention also equals money. Yeah, it, it it does, but but obviously you can't have every high school <laughs> school trying to play around the Ohio State game, and, and nor should they have to. I think yeah. is the point. But it is better that Ohio State is playing a lot later too at eight thirty. Sure. Instead of like instead of like on ESPN at seven o'clock, so that that will help out a lot too. Yeah, uh, I mean most high school football games you could still get home and watch the second half. Or do you, or do you want to watch to the second half? <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Um, from Stuart underscore E4 US vet. Better prospect, Julian Fleming or Garrett Wilson? Oof. That's a tough one. I'm going to oh. go Garrett Wilson. Zach Harrison or Jack Sawyer? Going to go Jack. Uh, no, I'm going to go Zach Harrison on that one. I don't, but going back to that, Julian though. He's yeah. putting up some ridiculous numbers, breaking yep. a lot of records in, in uh, and Pennsylvania. And I think he just got moved up to the number one overall wide receiver spot in the recruiting rankings. Kyle McCord, Jack Miller, or CJ Stroud? That's hard because Jack Miller's been hurt. Um, it's very easy to say CJ Stroud wins MVP at Elite 11. He certainly, there's some mutual attention between Ohio State and C.J. Stroud right now. How does that affect Ohio State's relationship with Jack Miller moving forward? It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Julian Fleming, Jared? Yeah. Number three overall in the country. Yeah. So, yes, the number one wide receiver. 
Uh, Cade Stover or Tuff Borland? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to lean and say Cade Stover. I don't have a definitive answer for you on that one. Let's see. We got Tanner's question. We got Stewart. We got both of Austin's and we read the names for Stewart. Kyle, it is time to do the Sloopsayers. This is the Sloopsayers. This is the portion of the show in which we predict the upcoming Ohio State game. We will predict the score. We will predict the key stat. Uh, we will do the Ohio State player of the game and the enemy player of the game. First off, let's do the final scores. Kyle, what do you have for the final score? I have Ohio State 35, Northwestern 3. Which is a cover. I and, what have was it, and what was the cover again? 27 and a half, is that right? Uh, let me look it up. Yep, 27 it is and 27 and a half. Yes. I have Ohio State 38, Northwestern 0. I'm calling for the shutout. Calling for the shutout. One-dimensional offense. And by the way, their, their, their good dimension isn't all that great either. One-dimensional offense versus one of the best defenses in the country. Not going to go well for, for Northwestern. 38 to nothing. Uh, key stat of the game. I'm going to say if Ohio State can average 5.5 yards rushing per game, then this will be everything we expect it to be. It'll be a route. It'll be over by halftime. We'll have, you know, we'll have most of the starters out for the fourth quarter. It'll be everything we want it to be. Just need to average about 5.5 on the ground per carry. I have something, something completely different. Sure. Ohio State. Ohio State. Completely different. Yes. Ohio State having five or less penalties for the game. That's interesting. You keep, you keep the ball go. You keep the drive going. You don't have costly turnovers that that puts you back, and then you don't convert it. Then you got to punt it and make the game closer than it should and all that so penalties kill drives five or less penalties for the game ohio state player of the game uh, i'm gonna go josh myers as a stand-in for the offensive line as a whole uh for maybe stand in for the interior of the offensive line they can get a push if they can get some holes some lanes opened up for jk dobbins and master 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 of puppets teague then Ohio State can get that 5.5 or better rushing yards per carry. They'll control the game. Everything will be happy in Ohio State. For me, I think in order for you to get your key stat of the game, I'm going to go with my player of the game, K.J. Hill. Get him out Get him out in space. Open up the, the interior seven there, the front yep. seven there for Northwestern. Kind of spread that out a little bit more. Create those bigger gaps, bigger openings for, for JK, for master of puppets, Teague and others to run through there. Enemy player of the game. Who do you have for this one, Kyle? I guess I'll go with Patty Fisher. Patty Fisher is a good answer. Their, their main um, linebacker there. So yeah, with Patty Fisher. All right. I'm calling an audible from the one I had written down. I'm calling the punter punter. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm going to go defensive lineman Joe Gaziano. Leader in sacks, 
top three in tackles, top three in solo tackles. Again, Ohio State just has to win the line of scrimmage and everything else will fall in line. Neutralize Joe Gaziano and company. Roll to a victory. Do the little things right and everything else will follow. Start with the line. Win the trench, win the line. Everything else falls into place after that. And we almost forgot to to read Logan's. Did? What does Logan have to say? Uh, He says, the last few years, we've had to circle games like this and worry about the trap. But the way Day has had his team rolling this year, I'm so confident in this team that I'm not worried at all. With that said, I got the Buckeyes 45-13. to 13. And that concludes this week's Sloops Airs. I want to thank everyone uh, for, for listening to the show. I want to thank everyone who uh, has supported us on Patreon. Uh, thank you everyone who supports us on Patreon. Uh, you get a lot of cool benefits over on Patreon. You get game posters early, uh, depending upon which tier you sign up for. Sometimes there are bonus gifts involved. Now you get early, you get early access to episodes, all sorts of cool stuff over at the Patreon page. Lowest tier starts at just $3 a month. Uh, and if you can't see yourself donating money, if you want something in return, I highly encourage you to check out our completely redesigned Teespring store. Uh, just Google Teespring and Sloopcast and you'll find it. Or uh, check the show notes, check the doobly-doo, and you'll find a link there to that and our Patreon account. I want to encourage everyone to follow us on Facebook if you feel like it, Instagram if you're bored, uh, but mostly mostly Twitter. Check out our Twitter pages. Uh, you can follow me at Sloopcast. Kyle, what's your Twitter handle? At the crazy one, crazy with a K and one spelled out. All right. So with all of that, uh, Kyle, is there anything in Kyle's corner? Um, I do have confirmation about the Gus Johnson special. Okay. It is going to be the West Virginia, Oklahoma game, but more importantly, Jared, is where are they going next week or the, the week after this one? Ohio State, Wisconsin, is it not? They are going to the Ohio State, Wisconsin game. So we get another fine, fine commentary of Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. Uh, also, that came up um, today as we are recording this. Cardale Jones is now heading to the XFL. I believe he's going to the uh, the DC team. Yeah, the Washington DC team. If you're trying to think of the name of the team, I have also forgot it. Is it something like the Defenders? Is that right? We have a look it up, Kyle. Look it up situation taking place. It is the DC Defenders. Ooh, I nailed it! Don't mess with me and my XFL knowledge. Actually, go right ahead. I that's that's I know two things. I know where Cardell Jones plays, and I know the name of that team. Those are the two things I know about the XFL. Anything else in Kyle's corner, Kyle? No, I believe that is all I have. Awesome. Uh, Tonight's ending music is by a band named Hebdo. Hebdo, if you want the name of the song, check out the the doobly-doo. Also check out the Patreon and Teespring links down there as well and with all of that being said I'd like to encourage everyone to 
Drink local beer, listen to local music, and of course, support your local podcasters. Once again, this is Hebdo. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you all.